Hello and welcome to The Green Machine. This is Nick, your host, and I'm joined by my favourite, uh, Ticket Tout and um, uh, Kiss Critique, uh, Martin Prendergast, for our boys and girls in green. So we bring you all of the weekend roundup of how all of our boys and all of our girls got on for their clubs over the weekend. So plenty to bring you today. Unlike last week, Martin, we're not going to be talking about just clean sheets and, um, you know, all that kind of shit. We've actually a few goals in this is to report. Isn't that an upturn? Yeah, no, it's, it's 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 an exciting week in a way though. The women's uh, group are back together. Um, yeah. we've had some underage success as well, and we've got the men's national team being announced this week. The squad, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, a lot more to talk about. Now, I'm actually I don't want to make excuses, Marin, but I'm sick as a dog. So if you hear me <laughs> coughing or spluttering, I'm really sorry. If I say I'm really monotone, that's just my normal voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm actually miserable. I, I I'm miserable, Martin. <laughs> um, I'm only here because I love the fans. That's uh, it. You're I love there, the bro. listeners. I love you. I suppose. I don't fucking love David. Fuck him. Nah, I mean, nah, I mean, nah, he's... Really David should be covering me, but you know, I, I love you guys. David doesn't. Yeah. We love you. But now I am sick, so um, apologies for any cops or splutters. <laughs> uh, send your hate tweets to landsermroad.ie, and he will deal with it accordingly. Right, Martin. Uh, a better week, better weekend. Um, no clean sheets to report. Because <laughs> yeah. um, David took a bit of offense, a bit of offense to that, didn't he? But look, we'll we'll, we'll leave him off. We'll, we'll leave him off. He's not here, so we'll be kind to him. Um, well, actually, no, we, we won't. We won't. But anyway, let's get into it. So, Premier League, Martin, and uh, we always kind of cover this in a few seconds. So just in terms of the players who did feature, so Mark Travers, Nathan Collins, Seamus Coleman, Gavin Bizzunu, all featuring for their clubs. Matt Doherty making a nice little cameo off the bench for Spurs. Um, as they went 2-1 uh, down to Liverpool yesterday. But I suppose the big talking point in the Premier League over the weekend, Martin, was the introduction, stoppage time introduction, but an introduction nonetheless of Conor Ronan of Wolves. So this is kind of following on from Joe Hodge getting a couple of cameo appearances. We did do a feature, um, didn't we, with Liam Keane. Um, he's one of the the Wolves uh, media correspondents. Uh, Adam Thompson, if you're listening, thanks for sorting that out. But we did kind of profile uh, Collins, Hodge, and Ronan. Um, we didn't expect any... Well, we expected Collins to play naturally, but we didn't expect Hodge or Ronan to get any game time. Um, great to see him get his debut. He's a tidy little player. I mean, he didn't have much time to to make an impression, Martin, did he? But it's a step in the right direction, isn't he? After so many loans for so many years, he's finally made his breakthrough. Yeah, brilliant to see. Um, all positive for that kind of action happening for the, for the Irish lads. Um, I'm sure now it'll be in the kind of forefront of the mind of Stephen Kenny. Obviously, potentially, uh, uh, you know, being joining the squad could happen. You never know. But I mean, it's just the raising the profile of the lads, really. Uh, all, all for seeing it. We don't have. You've just listed all the all the very few players we have in the Premier League. Um, and yeah, the more the merrier, basically. And and I'm hoping now it'll kick on. Um, we've got the break obviously now, uh, coming up when the World Cup starts. So, you know, it, it, it's actually probably going to be an opportunity for him behind closed doors in a way to kind of impress if anyone is moving from Wolves, obviously, to play in the World Cup. Um, you know, it's an opportunity. They will, a lot of people don't really understand this that a lot of the Premier League clubs are arranging games behind closed doors and even little yeah. mini tours. And Man United, for example, are going to Spain. Yeah. So yeah. it's an opportunity for it now. You know, it, it's kind of a reset of the season. Uh, for some of these clubs and that's going to be really important for our 
our players definitely, um, because not many of them are obviously not going to be at the World Cup. But you know, it's, it's an opportunity to shine in place of people who are at their clubs who are going. So yeah, and Ron and Hodge are certainly two of those players because they are on the periphery, aren't they? And I know, like they're looking, they're looking to appoint, appoint a new manager over the next few days. I mean, they've been trying to get that process going for a couple of weeks now. But Hodge has been excellent, um, in the little cameo appearances he, he's had. He did very well at Stamford Bridge, didn't he? The thing about Ronan, though, as well. I mean, Stephen Kenny's a massive fan of him. I mean, he was he was a real key cog in the twenty one team, wasn't he? In that two long tournament, he was excellent. So. Wasn't it a couple of weeks ago, Martin, that he kind of suggested that he would prefer Conor Ronan was getting minutes rather than Joe Hodge? It was unusual mm. comments, but you can kind of see his thinking in it, can't you? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you understand it. But I mean, I I, I still go back to what I know I mentioned after, but Keith Andrews and Stephen Kenny are very keen on raising the profile of these young players at their clubs and kind of reminding their clubs, basically, what talent they've got on their books. So, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he gets asked questions. He's very, very honest, as you know, Stephen Kenny. And he's always going to name name check people, and it's like a little reminder to them. Um, which I'm going to come on to. I think what well, I might as well come on to it now. Basically, I think Mark Travers has an awful kind of tough start to the season. Yeah, he's back in obviously with Bournemouth. Conceded four the other day. Um, I'm actually hopeful that you know he's going to be kind of welcome back. Dave will love this line, but welcome back into the bosom of Irish football. <laughs> um, because um, I think he oh, just needs don't a get him excited. <laughs> yeah, I think he just needs a bit of love. Um, and I think he'll get that and from from Ireland. And I think you know it'll be if good Stephen Kenny to get him involved, even give him some game time, get his confidence up, being back with the group, knowing how good he is because he he has had a really tough start to the season, dropped, conceded lots of goals. Still lots of speculation this weekend of, oh, my God, he's conceded another four. Um, I'm not saying he's not been at full for any of them. Obviously, I think he had some poor poor performances as well. But, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just hopeful for him to kind of think, you know, to to, to be welcomed back in. Um, and, and the same as well. Interesting with Gavin Bazunu. I know we... We were kind of WhatsApping a little bit when we during the game the other day. You were saying he's a bit poor. I he, think. he, yeah, he struggled. He struggled yesterday because I was watching the Newcastle game, and mm. because um, thankfully I wasn't watching United and Villa. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah. no, but look, his distribution was a bit messy, a little bit sloppy, and um, a couple of good saves. There was one particularly good save with his feet. Now, now it was offside in the end. The goals there were look the Newcastle goals were absolutely top class. Um, there wasn't a huge amount he could have done with them. But yeah, his distribution, a little bit sloppy. The, the new manager coming in now, I know um, Hassel Hooter, who I never know how to pronounce his name, he's gone now. So mm. you'd never know. Like, you would be a little bit concerned. If you look at Mark Travers, for example, I mean, when, when Scott Parker went, um, you know, that kind of coincided with him being dropped and it took him a long time to get back in until um, NATO got injured. So you would kind of hope that that doesn't happen because Alex McCarthy's the backup, isn't he? And he's a very, very mm. experienced keeper. Um. A lot of people will argue maybe not as good, but sometimes they the, the, the keepers are the scapegoat and they do fall victim. Um, I think the big difference is, like, if you look at Traver, some of the goals he has been partly responsible for with Bizunu, he hasn't really. Now, it's a couple of aerial battles yesterday, and, um, you know, he's a little bit wayward, not very commanding, um, which is unusual because he's so commanding for Ireland. So I don't know if it was the conditions. I, I think it was a little bit wet, Um. You know, all the all the Geordies right with their tops off, weren't they? So it was um it was a tough outing for him. But as I said, like there, there there was a distinct difference between the quality of the the Newcastle goals that Bizuno conceded and the goals that Travers has conceded since he's come back. But look, it's it's one of those we'll keep an eye on them. And as you said, Travers pretty flawless last season. He's struggling this season, and sometimes he just needs a bit of gentle encouragement. 
And, um, you know, undoubtedly he will be in the squad and I think he will get game time, particularly against Malta. So let's move on to the championship. And, um, yeah, we're, as I said, we're not reporting clean sheets this week. We are actually reporting a couple of goals. So goals for Scott Hogan, Ryan, Ryan Manning and Will Keane. So um, three Irish goals. Uh, Ryan Manning certainly looking to play himself back into the Ireland squad after missing out last time. And Scott Hogan, that was his seventh, or sorry, his eighth goal of the season and Will Keane's seventh goal of the season. So... Not bad, Tallies Martin, are they? And, um, you know, two lads. I mean, Hogan's probably going to be in the squad, haven't been been there last time. But Keane was, was certainly fancy his chances of making Stephen Kenny's squad. I mean, we are going to talk about the squad a little bit later, but with Troy Parrott out, Adam Ida out, um, you know, those seven goals are certainly going to stand to him. James McLean setting one of them up and then getting a second assist. Robbie Brady also getting uh, getting an assist for Preston. We'll chat about him for a second. Um, in the second, and Enda Stevens as well getting an assist for for Sheffield United. They absolutely hammered uh, Burnley. So our three wing backs all assisting. Um, two of our strikers scoring. Um, not a bad outing in the championship for our lads, was it? Considering last week we were talking about clean sheets and um, lads making substitute appearances. Yeah, I think like I said, I'm looking forward to the squad being announced this week. Um, on Thursday, I think it is, and 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 Scott Hogan and. And Will Keane are both really vying for that position within the, the squad, and I think the opportunities arisen for them now to get into yeah. into the thinking of Stephen Kenny with Adam Ida missing and Troy Parrott. Um, they've they've both done really well, you know. Will Keane, uh, it was noticeable. I thought he stood alongside James McLean for the uh, tribute to um, obviously the the Poppy Day kind of ceremony that was going on. I mean, we're still I can't believe we're in twenty twenty two. James McLean's still getting stick about it. But um, it was nice to see Will Keane stand aside him uh, on that. Um, but but yeah, I, I expect them both to be in the squad and I expect them to both get game time. Um, I think it would be kind of naive, Stephen Kenny, not to pick them and, and go very youthful with our forwards in, in the way that I think it's an opportunity to give them a chance, perhaps get them off, off the kind of score sheet, basically, with Ireland, um, because we might be reliant on them for the games in March yeah. and, and June. I think so you I look think at Keane, though. If you look at Keane, he's he, although he's about ten years older, mm. he's very similar kind of style wise to Troy Parrott, isn't he? Because he can drop deep. Yeah. He's quite creative. Um, he, he obviously scores more goals than Parrott, but you know he's kind of the like for like replacement. And I mean, four of our left back options, so Manning, McLean, Brady, and and, and Stevens all kind of either scoring or assisting. I watched the Preston match on Friday. Um, Reading against um uh, Preston. Uh, the the St. Kevin's boys derby. So Hendrick yeah. against Brady. Brady was excellent. Jesus, yeah. excellent. He's really back. Like, I mean, he the, the thing I've always kind of said about Robbie Brady is he is that step ahead of a lot of our players um, that we do have available. You can see that bit of quality. You can see why he was at Manchester United. You can see how he kept getting picked up by Premier League teams. It's so unfortunate how he's been injured. It's so unfortunate how he fell out of form. But... You could just see that touch of quality, his, you know, his, his movement, his creativity. You know, he could have, he got the assist, you know, from the from the cross for Chet Evans. He could have had about two or three other assists. He could have scored as well. Just the way he cuts inside, just the way he beats a man, he just glides past players. He's he's an excellent player. He's really, really come back well. And he's a great option to have. Manning as well, you know, um, an excellent goal. Armstrong Flex actually, he didn't set it up, but he kind of, he kind of got rattled by the fullback, and and it just teed up nicely for Manning. So, it's been um, it's been an excellent um, it's been an excellent innings really for the uh, 
sorry, my phone is ringing. <laughs> excellent innings for for kind of our problem position. So it'll be interesting to see who makes the squad and who doesn't. Uh, just one thing to report from the SBL: Liam Scales with an assist for Aberdeen. They beat Hibs for one, and in the FA Cup, quite a bit uh, to actually report. So um, a couple of assists. So Ronan Curtis, Mipo Adebeku, and Corey O'Keefe all assisting for their clubs and goals for Neil Byrne of Tramir Rovers. Uh, Dawson Devoy with a goal and two assists for MK Dons. Dara Burns also scoring in that game for MK Dons. And Connor Grant getting a br- uh, brace for MK Dons as well. And an assist. Jordan Shipley and Luke Leahy, who's eligible for Ireland, both scoring for Shrewsbury Town in the FA Cup. And in the Women's Championship, Louise Quinn getting two goals following on from her goal last week as Birmingham City lost 2-1, or sorry, 3-2. I'm on fire tonight, Martin Amonite, to the London <laughs> Lionesses. So another very successful and smooth, uh, flawless our boys and girls in green, Martin, with no mistakes, plenty of stats, nice and fluid, nice and quick. Um, all we were missing was uh, David taking the piss out of me. But look, I'm sick. I'm sick. I, well, I, I he, get away he, with he wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have liked the loving that we both mutually have for Robbie Brady, and and that's just just listen to you talk about him there, and it's very true what you, how you described him, and um. He, he is incredibly talented, and I think this could be the renaissance now. And I, I'm, I know that some people ruled out Robbie Brady from, you know, having a future with Ireland and the injuries and stuff. But fair play to him; he's actually come back. He's better than ever now, and um, I think we should just be very, very lucky and fortunate that and appreciative of him because he can do things that a lot of other players in Arsenal. I think technically he's probably one of our best players. So if we can get him playing in the squad, and that's why I think Stephen Kenny should be commended. Done a great job when he was about a club. You got to remember Stephen Kenny brought him in, yeah. Um, had him in around the lads, you know, was reassuring him, still pl- part of the plans. That's brilliant management, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and also just another mention, I know you've gone through the stats there, but Dawson Devoy, I don't think he was really expected to do what he's done at MK Don so far. He got man of the match the other day as well. A lot of people raving about him. Um, I've seen him play live as well back a few a couple of summers ago, actually. And you know, he's a very, very talented player. And I'd be interested. I'd like to hear what Stephen Kenny's thoughts are on him and where he sees him kind of featuring. I know he's quite young still, but I think that's something to definitely focus on because the, the proof of it's there. They've got a, they're given an opportunity in England. Um, a lot of these players should be commended that, you know, they, they do go, they take a chance. You know, it doesn't always work out for them, but then they might go down a level then and they they, they build themselves back up again and get back in the reckoning. And you've got to remember that they, a lot of these lads are very, very young uh, when they first come over to uh, to England. Um, I know he's just, just moved over relatively soon, but um, it's, you know, it's a big, massive change for them and it's a challenge. And a lot of our players, you know, they, they might peak at 23, 24. It could just take a little bit of time for them to come through and, it's great to see, like you said, about some of the players in the Wolves who are making it in rows now. Um, and it's all very, very positive for Irish football. Yeah, the great thing about Devoy, and I mean, I've, I mean, I saw him up close and personal nearly every weekend for Bowes. But I mean, he wanted to get his education behind him. We spoke to Alan Malloy last week. Do check that out. Do check out that interview with Alan Malloy, um, who also wants to get her education behind her before she actually and moves abroad or plays her football abroad once she comes back from that um that knee injury of course but yeah they it's good that these lads are getting a bit more grounded they're getting the education behind them they're getting first team football behind them a little bit younger and um, Dara Burns as well I mean he's an excellent player 
Mm. Excellent, excellent players. There's there's messy vibes off the heartburns, you know. <laughs> He's another guy, you know, wanted to get his leaving cert under, uh, you know, kind of behind him, a uh, bit of an education behind him. Really, really good player. And I know that they were playing, was it um, Town to Town, you know, who were, you know, I think you or me, Martin, could probably get a few minutes for them. But look, um, they have to kind of get the experience from somewhere. Connor Grant as well, good Malahide United man. Have to give him a shout out there. Um, two goals and an assist. You know, another excellent player. So plenty of Irish there at MK Dons. They are struggling domestically, um, you know, in League One. But I mean, they they are some some excellent young Irish players gone over there. And I mean, the League of Ireland is certainly going to be a hunting ground uh, for MK Dons. So I suppose that kind of leads us on to kind of the discussion of the week, Martin. And that's uh, the Ireland squad that's going to be announced on Thursday. So. Ireland play Norway on the 17th of November and then travel over to Malta um, on the 20th of November. So two friendly games to kind of see off the international season before the World Cup commences. And um, I think all eyes will be on Erling Haaland. I know he's had his injury issues in the last couple of weeks. I think he will feature. Um, But the second fixture, kind of the combination of those, Martin, it does kind of suggest that we might see a bit of a mixed Ireland team. We might see some new faces it is kind of a transitional period in between the end of the Nations League and the start of the, the European Championship qualifiers. So we could see some new faces. Um, we might see some players withdraw. We might see some players drop out of the squad. Um, I don't even know where to start, really. I mean, is anyone going to drop out, Martin? Because, I mean, if we are to kind of take this logically, Jason Knight didn't play as a central midfielder for the first few games of the season. Eventually did get into central midfield for Derby. He hasn't featured for the last little while. He's had injury issues. Um, you look at someone like Shidozio Benny, who I do expect to be in the squad, but has had injury issues. Troy Parrott's gone. Adam Ida's gone. Andrew Obamadeli is looking most likely that he's going to be gone as well. Um, is anyone going to drop out of the squad apart from them, lads? I think you, you will see people this time of year. It's not ideal. I think you're going to see some dropping out of the squad. Um, I, although saying that, you know, he, he he's quite um, not boastful, but wouldn't be the right word to describe it. But Stephen Kenny said previous squads, when he's called them up, they've had no pullouts. They've just, everyone wants to be part of this. So this is a, a kind of key pivotal moment for many of them on the periphery that, you know, it's an opportunity for them where, where some players are out that surely you don't want to be playing out even if you've got a niggle because you want to still be in the thinking you're going to have enough rest now uh, when the World Cup's on. So huge opportunity for them, like the likes of Will King, uh, Scott Hogan, make themselves available. I think it's a massive one for the likes of Ogbené and O'Dowda. I knew you can have a, you can have a, I'm sure there's a sweepstakes somewhere when I was going to mention him. But, um, uh, you know, it's a massive opportunity for them too. I thought they were probably two that were, kind of harshly treated in the Armenia game where we blew the lead uh, because I think he then didn't give them an opportunity, which I think they kind of had deserved, especially of Bene after um, the, you know his exploits in Hamden. I thought he did quite well when he came on. Um, so I think it's an important kind of meet-up camp for them too, especially. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if he did bring in a, a bigger squad at the start and perhaps have them part of the group and then doesn't maybe have a few of them travelling over to Malta. Um, and, and like you said, I'm a fantastic article as well. I must give you credit for that. You oh, know, you've, thank you've, you, Martin. You've speculated about Will Smallbone, cousin Will, as I call him, uh, being called cousin William, cousin William, <laughs> cousin William, um, uh, being called up. Um, it would that would be a f- fantastic, I think, to see. Uh, there's there is a few he can look at. Um, 
And I think Georgie Kelly was another one, but I think he might be injured now, isn't he? He's got so, a very bad hamstring injury. Yeah, yeah. Ju- ju- just in terms of that article, I'm um, seeing as you're singing my praises, Martin. So who do I mention? <laughs> so Will, so Will Small, just on Smallbone. I mean, um, Kenny and Crawford, Jim Crawford as well. They kind of alluded that a couple of these under twenty ones lads will get promoted. I think Finnazaz was definitely in the reckoning, but he he's he's out for about ten weeks or something, which is unfortunate because he was he's looking like I know I know I've just called um. You know, I've just called Dara Burns the Irish Messi. Well, <laughs> in that case, Finn's ass has to be the Irish Zidane. <laughs> well, well, we're on comparisons. But like, if you're looking at lads who are who aren't eligible anymore, there, there's quite a few of them kind of coming through. Like, there is an argument for Connor Coventry. Um, he was excellent in the Europa League the other night, but he's not getting minutes. Um, that would be a concern. It could be the window to actually bring him in to get him minutes to put him in that shop window to maybe show David Moyes that he, that he can hold his own at international level, if he can. You know, Fessi Abazelli, I just can't see him going in there. He's not getting minutes for, um, for, for Udinese. Aaron Cashin, possibly. Andy Lyons, possibly. Smallbone, definitely. I think, he, I think he will because he's playing. He's playing every week for Stoke. Apart from that, like, there's no one I really see coming in. I mean, Mipo Adebeku, I mean, still playing in League One. He could come in with all with all the strikers at Evan Ferguson. I don't expect to see him either. Um, it, it's difficult to know if many of those twenty ones lads will make the transition. I can see a kind of maybe a bit of a wild card selection. Someone like Ross Tierney, um, doing very, 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 very well for Motherwell. Uh, doing very well for the twenty ones when he played, but it's difficult to see who gets in there. Joe Redmond as well of St. Pat's, maybe a little wild card. But I think Smallbones kind of. The only one that we can realistically see getting promoted. Who do you think might get promoted from that twenty-one squad uh, apart from Smallbone? I think he he will. I think uh, you know, like you said in the article, Sammy Shimodix is another one perhaps to look at. You know, he missed out when he pulled out of the squad previously with an injury, and we focused on that in the previous he's podcast. Kind, but it's, it's kind of like a more direct Wes Hulahan, I think mm. Shimodix. And I mean, we 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 posted that we put that up on Twitter actually as well, and and a lot of Blackburn fans started interacting, and they were saying how how good he is and how well he's been doing this season. I'm actually really struggling to breathe, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, smart looks as I said, a good direct option. Um, you know, and and I suppose Mark Sykes as well is another, isn't he? Like he's playing wing back for Bristol, doing fantastically well. So it's it's difficult to know, really, isn't it? It's definitely an opportunity to look at them, and, and it's interesting, like you like you said about the under twenty one stepping up and and being part of the squad. That he wasn't going to change that when they had the key uh, the key qualifying. Uh, playoff with Israel, yeah. so he wasn't going to take anyone out of that squad. Um, and really, looking back now, you just think what a missed opportunity it was for Aaron Conley because really he should be back in the reckoning now with Para out and 100%. about other people. But it's just not he's not kicked on again, and and this is a bit of a worrying thing for him now. Like where where there's no clamour, there's no calling for him to come into it. Whereas if he had had a good game and qualified Ireland for the under twenty ones. Um, and was tearing it up again and and went back to that club where he was with and he starts scoring goals there. He's just not done it. And and you've got to be worried now. Again, we've we've had seen a little bit of stuff on social media. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, he was up. excellent. He was excellent for the 21s. And I yeah. mean, we kind of said this way. I think we're the ones who planted the seed, weren't we? In terms of yeah. dropping yeah. down. <laughs> anyway, we won't take credit because someone else did. Um <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, he was excellent. We 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 kind of suggested that whole idea that dropping down to that level, having played a senior football, should be a bit of a walk in the park for him. And and even though he didn't score, he hit the post, didn't he? He nearly scored. He was very very good. 
But I mean, like, it's it's the same kind of stuff. I don't know if he's injured. Like, I mean, kind of looking through the stats, he did have an injury and then he just hasn't been in squads, which is really concerning. And I mean, then we see him, you know, doing adverts for fucking outdoor cinemas. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, are we back to square one here? Um, Like, it was a strange move to Venezia. We kind of said it was a match made in heaven, didn't we? Mm. You know, a social media club and a social media player. But he's 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 not getting game time. He's not getting game time. He's not playing. They're really, really struggling as well in Serie B. And Serie B is not like the championship. People seem to think it is. The, the I think there was only four or five international players in Serie B last season. Um, there was a, a huge volume more in the championship. So I think that needs to be contextualized as well. But it is a little bit concerning as well. Who else do I have not that, that article, Martin? If it, Georgie Kelly, yeah, Georgie Kelly's injured, George of course. Kelly, yeah. Um, I can't remember who the fifth person was. Um, oh, do you know who it was? Neil Ferugia. And that was a little right. bit of an obscure one. And, and any Shamrock Rovers fans listening to the to, listening to me, they'll either think, yeah, I can see that, or else they'll be thinking, no, that's a bit obscure. What are you on about? But like I've watched Ferugia in the in the Europa Conference League. I don't watch uh, Rovers domestically because that'd be a bit sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> so don't. So I'm I'm basing this off something uh, very very niche, but he's been excellent. Like he's he's a good player. He's a very very key player for for Kenny when he was 21's manager. Funnily enough, Martin, he qualifies for Malta. Oh well, Rouge, yeah. So um, you know, it'd be be interesting if he went over there. Just a different option. He has been name checked by Stephen Kenny um recently. You know, he kind of he kind of suggested. That uh, Farouge would be one of the only players in the League of Ireland to, that that could actually make that step up at the moment. Oh, right. So you know you could see someone like him or Andy Lyons coming in. I don't know, but in terms of promotions from the twenty ones, you know, apart from small ball, I, I can't really see too many more. Um, what about Joe Hodge? I mean, Kenny's yeah, kind of ruled it out, but what what do you reckon? Yeah, possibly. I mean, he could, he could definitely look at it, couldn't he? Um, I think it's just going to be quite interesting to see what he does with the squad. To be honest, because you know, it is an opportunity, and it's an opportunity for players. More importantly, now to keep in the, in the kind of the mind of Stephen Kenny, and this is kind of transition from that under twenty one kind of campaign. Some of them now won't be eligible going forward, so it's an opportunity for them to come in. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to. it. I think it'll be quite intriguing to see, and I, I can't. I don't think there's going to be lots and lots of changes because Kenny has liked the fact that, and he keeps saying he likes the kind of continuity of it. Um, so. He knows he, he's kind of said that there's not going to be a lot of changes, but we've heard that before as well. So I think he's got to look at small burn. I'd be very disappointed if he's not into the squad at all. Yeah. I think Coventry's going to be in there as well. I know he's not playing, but mm. I, I, I just think even that Malta game, just to see how he gets on, he's not eligible for under 21s anymore. Done very, very well in the Europa Conference, um, in the Europa Conference League. Tidy little player. We don't really have many hold midfielders. I think Jason Malumbi was kind of showing up in the position when, when Josh Cullen was injured. So it's good to have the option. It might kind of open the, the opportunity to go out on loan in January. Who knows? Um, so, you know, I, I from a personal point of view, I can see Coventry coming in. I can see maybe Ronan getting a little bit of a run just because he made his debut. I, th- I think Kenny likes him. I think Kenny remembered. Yeah, a bit of a reward. I just think Kenny Kenny liked him at under 21 level. He was very pivotal. To, pivotal. Pivotal. Pivotal <laughs> to how they pivotal. played. Pivotal to how they played. And um, apart from that, like I don't don't see a huge amount more. As I said, Aaron Cashin maybe is a bit of a wild card, but it's, it's difficult to know. Mark Sykes, I think, is definitely in with a good shout. Yeah. 
definitely in with a good shout. And I do think Georgie Kelly would have been in there if he didn't tear the hamstring. So it is a shame. But we're looking forward to it. We are looking forward to it. We will be reacting um, on the squad announcement. See how many names we got wrong, I suppose. Um, see how wrong we were and see how predictable the actual squad was. Um, but uh, it is uh, it is something to look forward to. I always look forward to the to the international teams being named. And then when they are named, I'm always hugely underwhelmed. But look, it's something to discuss, and we will be back with that on Thursday to chat about it. So before we go, Martin, uh, there is one more little topic that we need to discuss. And you are into kits. You do love kits. And, um, you know, there has been a lot of news over the last couple of weeks regarding uh, our distributor. And we don't need to go into a huge amount of detail on that. But you might have a little bit of a scoop of who the, the next kit manufacturer is going to be and who the next sponsor is going to be. Well, I've been obviously following it a little bit, and it's just a lot of speculation at the moment. And it's brilliant, actually, to see the incredible talent with our, within the Irish fan base designing all these shirts because there's been some absolute crackers come out on, on social media Jeez. and saying this one's... Obviously, they're, actually, they're, the, they're, um, they're actually better than some of the ones we've seen over the last 20-something years. And uh, you've got to remember, though, it takes uh, someone... A wise man once said it takes a year to design some of these shirts, which when you look back at some of our recent designs which you know the, the white away one was basically the 1990 away one um the blue one was nicked from the 100 year old one <laughs> st patrick's yeah. day blue and the orange one was the rip off the 97 one so i don't know what kind of design was really going into yeah, it but brian, brian brian wilson if he's listening designed a lovely lovely jersey really really nice jersey kind of an adidas one yeah I like that um, yeah. With, with, with the retro kit. so brian if you're listening um we would love you to be the new kit designer but sadly we don't <laughs> pick that so, Martin, what have you heard? You, you've heard well, a few rumors of who the, who the next manufacturer and the next sponsor is going to be. Well, well, Dan McDonald's kind of done a bit of speculating on this and inside information stuff, and and reading different forums and stuff. I think Castore are definitely interested in it, and also there's been a potential sponsor of of um, what's the name? I told you earlier. What's <laughs> Circle, Circle K. K? Yeah, Circle K, the fuel, uh, the petrol providers in Ireland. They're not a very familiar uh, company in England, but um, yeah, I mean, so that, I'm, that's I'm, quite I'm, interesting I'm surprised because well. that's where Jonathan Hill lives. <laughs> um, I, I think that that's something I, I actually read in an article as well that Jonathan Hill was quite uh, involved in a previous kind of deal. I think when he was with the FA with Nike, so there's lots of speculation at the moment. The kit providers, and and it is a, it just shows you the interest is there in it, um, and I think that kind of reflects like where our fan base is we are very supportive i think of of the kits when they come out um and it is a big loss what's what's happened at the moment that we haven't you know got a kit supplier in there we're still going to be wearing the umbro kits for the november games um and i noticed as well you know like that that orange kit is going to be very iconic in time you know with the fact that the women qualified in it and we must also give a shout out to the fantastic under 16 team who won the victory shield against Scotland down in Waterford. Uh, yeah, very convincingly, that. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, our, our youth, we, we must commend, you know, what's going on uh, behind the scenes. It just shows, you know, I know Stephen Kenny, when he came in, and I've heard him speak to us at a Risk London meeting before when he was the under-21 manager and how he was determined to kind of promote Irish football and not have it said that we can't play um, and, you know, that, that we don't have the DNA and things like that. It's proof that if you put investment into it and you put structure into it, I'm not saying Stephen Kenny's solely responsible for any of that, but there must be there is some brilliant work going on behind the scenes 
I think for the last decade or so, and and, and people, I think people got, got yeah. I know we're going off topic a bit. We've gone from the kit to the the <laughs> underage team, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, uh, for the last decade or so, even more. And I know it's it's probably been overshadowed by everything that went on with John Delaney and and so on. But you know, the likes of Paula Sam, the likes of Paul and uh, yeah. um, Paul Mohan. I mean, some of the work that they put in. I mean, if you look at the senior international side now, if you look at the likes of Adam Ida, Troy Parrott, Andrew Mabamadele, these kind of lads, Jason Knight as well, and Fessio Bazzelli, like a lot of them did come through a very, very successful youth system. Even the 1992 greats, you know, if you look at the likes of Robbie Brady, Jeff Hendrick, John Egan, so on, you know, they all came through an age grade as well. They played at an under 17 Euros. So the, the youth stuff has been in the pipeline for a long, long time. And I think it does highlight that there were so many good people within the coaching circuits of the FAI um, that did go under the radar. And they were maybe tarnished with the same brush because of John Delaney and because of some of the the coaching, um, the other coaching circles within the FAI as well that maybe weren't as successful. Because I think it did get to a certain stage where a lot of these players maybe did hit a bit of a lull. Um, maybe not the current lads, uh, the current young lads in the senior team, like, like Parrot or, or Ida or any of them, but... Um, certainly when Kenny came into under 21 level, he did kind of bridge that gap. Um, and there was that bit of continuity where I think the, the under, at under 21 level for a long, long time, um, that continuity was broken. I think it was a very, very poor system. I think there was very, very poor coaching and things that went on. But now that that's been ironed out, um, you know, past under 19's level, there is that, that bit more of continuity and there is that bit more of an opportunity to go Excuse me, yeah. to go from 19s to 21s to, to senior. So I think I think that is important. But just back to the kits, uh, Martin, uh, just really quickly. You know, it's 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 it is an interesting one. But in terms of Castori, I mean, two of the most popular football clubs in the world right now, uh, Rangers and Newcastle, are both uh-huh. manufactured by Castori. So I mean that that'll be a strange one. Some of the gear is nice. I mean, the Newcastle away kit is 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 a, an absolute stunner, but. You know, I mean, there will be the clamor for O'Neills. There will be the clamor for Adidas. I'd love Nike. You know, and 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 as soon as you mentioned Jonathan Hill, kind of securing Nike for the FA, you know, straight away I thought, Jesus, first of all, it's something different, and there's always something quite slick about it. So it'll be interesting to see. We could still end up with Umbro. It, it wouldn't be manufactured by Jack, or it wouldn't be distributed by Jack Sport, but it could be um, manufactured by a different distributor. So we we could still be with Umbro. So it is something that people are going to be very keen to see. Um, people are still going to be buying retro kits unless they kind of get that one right. So, um, we will be watching this very, very keenly. Who I know we've mentioned this a couple of times, Mark, but who who would you like one one manufacturer now? One man manufacturer who would you like to see? See, I, I don't actually mind the Umbro stuff. I think it's okay, but I, I, I think I would prefer Adidas. I think, although the only thing my concern with Adidas would be that you know the Arsenal, Man United stuff's all very, very similar. That the, they haven't really, they don't. I think engage with the kind of fans mindset to be kind of unique and different. That's my only concern, but the quality of the stuff is, is, is excellent. I think Adidas and, and so too with Nike as well, but yeah. um, yeah, I just hope they think of, you know, I think the Puma. Is, there is talk come, of Puma. Yeah. There is a yeah, lot of talk just, of Puma. And even kind of like some Kappa and stuff, they come up a bit small in the sizes. <laughs> That's my worry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, look, I, I'm fascinated to see how it how it evolves, and you know we've had some brilliant iconic shirts and stuff, and and um, you know it's, it's when 
a shirt does become iconic when we have good results in them. And that's what we've had with that, that orange kit recently now with the under 16s. And just to give a shout out to why I was going off on a tangent on that, I just want to give a shout out to David Roach, former guest of the podcast and Shane Elliott as well was a good lad. He's the kit man with the under 16. Dave, uh, D- David Roach, does a lot of strength and conditioning work and was brought in by the FAI. We've had a brilliant podcast of him in the past and great seeing them part of that team because I think what you do see with the backroom staff is they really integrate the lads into it and it is a massive team effort. And behind all these teams, you know, it matters to us on the football, but, you know, with our interest in it now and our profiling different people and getting different kind of angles of of interest probably in Irish football, um, where we've like spoken to like Sir David Roach and even speaking to Ellen Malloy, who's done some coaching as well um, in her career so far. It, it's great to see how, how it is. It all kind of comes up from grassroots football, which I'm obviously quite interested in um, as a coach myself, you know, with volunteering and stuff. So um, I love to see it and, and love to see us do well. And, and you've got to remember that we've got some brilliant people working in the FAI. And if we do get the investment right, which obviously will link into where we get a kit supplier who's going to hopefully promote the game right, promote the teams and and make sure every kid is available, you know, kit is available to kids and stuff. And that's the heroes that created. That's the thing I'm most passionate about. But I just think it's a massive opportunity. And with that investment then, I think if they can get it right, you know, the future is really going to look bright for Ireland because we are able to compete underage. And even the women, we're able to do it even underage levels with them. Fantastic. Some of the performances. No, absolutely. And I mean, it's it's definitely, um, you know, a good starting point. I mean, that victory shield as well. I mean, it's, as you said, that whole togetherness, it does kind of lock lads in, doesn't it? Because, I mean, we do have that issue of, That's you it. know, lads, lads jumping ship and, and it's happened. I mean, there have been lads who played uh, in the victory shield who've, you know, since gone on to play for other countries, you know, I mean, um, you look at not not a huge man, but I think Marcus Magoon's a good example. You know, I mean, he he's, hasn't really come to much as he built. He was with Barcelona at one stage. I'm pretty sure he played in the Victory Shield, and then about a year later, he's playing for the England under 17. So you know that togetherness and that kind of culture is very very important. So congratulations to the um to the um Irish side that secured that uh, Victory Shield uh victory. So Victory Shield victory. <laughs> I'm on fire tonight, haven't I? Uh, I'm sick. I'm sick. Fair play. You, sick. You've persevered and you've, and you've not been well. It's not like the other lad shirking off. I know. I know. As I said, I, I, love, <laughs> I love the listeners. David Dawson, he just loves himself. That's all it is. That's all it is. Um, And and to be fair, Martin, I, I've had to fill in as host for a long time. I think I think um, he could cut me a bit of slack, couldn't he? Yeah, he could. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but look, look, he's not here. To, he's not here to defend himself, so we'll be kind for once right so we're going to leave it there and before we do just a quick shout out to our partners and that is kit launch so if you would like 20 percent off your vintage and retro kits you can use the promo code green machine 20 in all capital letters so either go on to kit launches uh, social media platforms instagram twitter or facebook or go on to their url that is www.kitlaunchcork.com dot com and you can use the promo code green machine 20 some really really nice stuff on there martin at the moment some nice united jerseys have a little look and as i said not oh. fakes martin vintage that's it vintage that's what it's all about yeah so we will be back on thursday we will be giving a reaction uh to stephen kenny's squad announcement for the games against norway and malta so until then all the best and take care oh,